recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is February 23rd, 2015, and this is episode number 112, entitled Out with the Old, In with the New 3DS. So we have a couple different things to discuss tonight. Obviously, new 3DS is, is a uh, big topic, uh, among other things. And here to discuss it with us, we have Steve. Hey, guys. How's it going? We have Greg. Hi, everyone. And Barry. Hey, guys. How's it going? So we will be discussing all the latest Nintendo releases. And uh, this podcast here is for anybody new joining us. We like to make this very interactive because that makes it more entertaining as well. And so there's many different ways that you can join in and participate. So if you were listening in, head to NintendoFuse.com, and you have the full details on how to participate. But basically, we do the podcast through TalkShoe, and that lets people call into the podcast live, so you're able to do that as well. So excuse me, if you head to NintendoFuse.com, you'll see the phone number and the details on how to call into the podcast live as well. Uh, or... Alternatively, alternatively, that's a dog. Uh, we have a Google Hangout stream, and you can basically chat in, in the in the YouTube box. So I want to give a shout out to a couple people in the chat room there. So shout out to Harsimmer Sohi, Vishu Salwan, uh, Make Eleven. Uh, anybody else? I think that's everybody there. So shout out to you all, and if anybody else joins in in the chat, uh, we'll give you guys a shout out also. So as we're discussing things. Post your comments, and we'll mention them on the show. So today, we have a couple different things we're going to talk about. First up, we're going to kind of talk about the new 3DS a bit more and the 3DS XL. We're going to talk about some of the new games that have released recently, Majora's Mask 3D, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, etc. And then lastly, we're going to talk Amiibo. So first things first, new 3DS XL, who got it? Who has a new 3DS XL? Me. There. Oh, it's still in 3D. I've been playing a lot more in 3D, and so sometimes when I open it, it still catches me off guard. I was like, "Oh, right, 3D." <laughs> nice. What 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 kind? Like, what colors did you all get? Black. I get the black one. Yeah. Which is not uh, really black. They call it new black and new red. It's not really black. It's more of a really dark gray. Um which I don't know if yeah. you can tell on camera or not, but it's it's more it's closer to like a really like a graphite gray um color, which it's nice. Um it's got kinda of like a almost like a checkerboard, like teeny tiny little checkerboard sort of pattern on it. Um you can't really even you can barely even tell it just only in certain light. Um but yeah, it's you could probably see all my fingerprints on it, um, because it is a glossy finish. <laughs> For uh, those of you out there, by the way, who are thinking about getting the new 3DS and wanted the Majora's Mask one that is sold out, if you get the collector's edition of the guide, the hardcover guide, it comes with actual faceplate clips of Majora's Mask for the new 3DS Excel. So you can quasi-turn yours into a Majora's Mask one. That's pretty cool. Um so I guess uh, impressions then. I know I've, I've talked about the, the new 3DS that I have, which apparently will not release in the U.S. or maybe it will eventually. But the new 3DS XL, now that you guys have it, like what are your, your thoughts? And as Steve, you mentioned the, the 3D. Um, you've been using that a lot more? 
I have, yeah. I was actually just playing um, right before we started, and I, I pretty much have it turned up all the way, all the time, um, which is great uh, because there's there's a lot of games that I've been going back to. I don't know if you saw, but I had it open. I had uh, Animal Crossing um, open. It was the first time I played it in actually like 12 months. Um, so I had all my animal neighbors telling me, hey, we haven't seen you in 12 months. Like, oh, right, <laughs> yeah, it's been an entire year since I've uh, opened this game. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've played that one, uh, Star Fox, and some other great games that I've already had. And, you know, I had kind of moved on since then, but now I can go back to them and I'm playing them again because now I can actually get the full you know, third dimension in because uh, the 3D doesn't go out, you know, just every time I move it, uh, which is really cool in games like Star Fox um, uh, because of, you know, I move around a lot I'm like in flying games or racing games and stuff like that uh, just because of the nature of the game. And so it's great that it doesn't go, you know, out every small little movement. Gotcha. Uh, what about you guys, uh, uh, Greg and Barry, any uh, thoughts on the, the improved 3D? Have you been using that a lot more? i definitely say I did try it out because I haven't really been using it because I'm always a sucker for the one that has a brain for the battery life, so I try to preserve it as much as I can. But I did try it out with, like, Majora's Mask 3D that I picked up on the same day as the new 3DS, and I am really enjoying it, Just, like, being able to at least see the 3D a lot and have it last even longer, too. Um, I know there's at least a extended, slightly extended battery life, so I have been playing it with a little bit more with it on, but now I've been kind of turning it back down so I don't keep killing the battery. <laughs> um one of the downsides of the new 3DS is it didn't come with a charger cable, so I took Steve's advice and got a USB cord, but when I use that to charge it, it takes like 12 hours, so I'm not keen on having it empty all the way out because it seems like it'll be a, a tremendously longer uh, recharge time. Okay. Barry, uh, have you been using the, the improved 3D? Uh, yeah, now that I've got it out, it's... Uh... I, I didn't think I was going to use the 3D as much as I actually have, which is, like Steve said, you know, I, I got a big backlog of, of games that I've already completed that now I kind of want to go back. Uh, and hopefully within the next few weeks I'll be able to do that. Uh, I did mess around a little bit with Majora's Mask uh, after reviewing it, and I definitely noticed the difference between the original XL and the, uh, the new XL. And uh, I, I was a little, like most people, when they first announced it, was upset with the nub. I really wanted another Circle Pad because the Circle Pad Pro works so well. Uh, but I really like the CNUM. Like, it's so, like, precise, and it, it does real wonders. And I'm kind of curious why they didn't include that in the beginning. It's so awesome, and I hope more games use that. Yeah. What, uh, what other games, like, what have you tried with the uh, little Circle Pad Nub? Uh, I've done Majora's Mask. I've done... Done Resident Evil Revelations, so I went back and tried that out. Uh, I haven't gotten into Monster Hunter 4 or Ace Combat Plus yet, uh, mainly because I just finished Majora's Mask and now I've got Kirby, so it's no time. But I, I do want to try that out with other games too. Yeah, I think the only one that I've actually played that I, I really actually used it was Smash Brothers. Um, I wanted to go and actually download, like I never did. Um, even though I have a, a, a Circle Pad Plus or whatever for um, my 3DS XL, I, I never downloaded Nano Assault uh, EX for um, for 3DS, uh, and I know that uses it, and I really wanted to. 
Um, so I might actually finally make that jump and, and go and download that because I'm pretty excited about it. But the other games that I tried it with um, aren't, like, they're just moving camera around. And, like, in uh, Ace Combat, in my, um, in my review, I mean, it, it, it's cool that you can do that, but I hardly ever will use it in, 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 in the actual game. Um, like I said, Smash Brothers is pretty much the only one that really was helpful because it was, you know, function as, as your Smash attacks. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only one that I've used it with that, that really helped. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of Smash Brothers with uh, with the new 3DS, isn't it awesome how fast the game loads up now, like normal, rather than having to wait forever? It's true. I was actually just thinking that because I was uh, emptying my, my um, street passes today from a lot of different games, and I was so, not only Smash Brothers, just all the games just loading up so quick and being able to go in and out of things. I was It was great because a lot of times I would only load up Smash Brothers if I knew I was really going to be playing it for an extended period of time uh, before I would. It wasn't something I would just jump into and jump out because of the load time. And now it's just it's so fast that I, I found myself actually booting it up a whole lot more than I normally did. Yeah, I think the last time we all played together uh, back in no, late November was the last time I actually used Smash Brothers in the 3DS because I just felt like I was breaking my 3DS the more I played it. Like, I just felt the thing, like, chugging, and I just didn't want it to crap out on me. Right. Yeah, I still need a load of yeah. mine to download the update and everything. <laughs> I haven't started up Smash Brothers yet for um, a couple months now. <laughs> right. Well, at least on the new 3DS, all the updates and everything will download faster, hopefully. So at least you won't have to, uh, to wait as long for, for certain things. Um, that's definitely uh, nice about the system. It definitely feels more like fluid. Like it feels like this is how it should have been a way. Like it's it's very responsive and, and uh, definitely a, a nice thing about uh, the system. The, um, the other thing with the new 3DS XL, um, is the NFC, you know, support and being able to use Amiibo. So we'll talk about, you know, Amiibo more in detail later, but as far as using it on new 3DS, have you guys used it, Amiibo and Smash Brothers on 3DS or, or other games? I I just, uh, I just use, oh, I, I'm unmuted. Um, there we go. Um, I just used it in Smash Brothers today, the first time, and it was nice. Uh, it was cool um, to just be able to bring my Yoshi that I had, um, you know, made over on the Wii U game into um, my 3DS one. So that was that was pretty cool so to be able to do that and, and customize them more and, and um, play with them more. I already leveled them up uh, to max, uh, but it was nice to, you know, just play with them again, even though I didn't originally make them on the 3DS. And then um, I used them, all the, the Amiibo that I had at the current time when I was playing through uh, Ace Combat, I scanned them all in to get um, the, the custom... Nintendo um, aircraft and that, um, but that's really the only two games that I have currently that, that work uh, with them. So it, it's cool. It works incredibly fast and, and easy, just like it does on the Wii U. So yeah, I think we'll those are the only games right now for the 3DS that use Amiibo actually. <laughs> right. The um, the I, the cool thing for me, I didn't expect it to be honest was I thought that you'd be able to take the Wii U, you know, Amiibo that you use for Smash Brothers and 
put that on the 3DS game but not customize the moves or something. Like, I thought you'd just be able to use the character. But, like, there's certain custom moves that I didn't have on the Wii U version, but I did on the 3DS one. So I had an already customized character, brought it to 3DS and customized it further and everything. So definitely very handy being able to use NFC on the 3DS on the go. And, and uh, for leveling up my Amiibo, every now and then, like before bed, I'll get a couple, you know, games of Smash on my 3DS and just use some Amiibo in there. It's pretty quick and, and easy to do, which is definitely uh, definitely nice with the new 3DS. The uh, Are any of you guys still, like, have you still, like, processed it? I'm still kind of surprised the fact that they didn't release the new 3DS and just the 3DS XL. Like, any, like, further thoughts on, on you know, possibilities for why that is? or They stated why. They said that they didn't want to confuse the consumer base by putting out too many like systems. So now they have the 2DS, the 3DS, and the new 3DS XL. That's their reasoning. I think they think Americans are stupid. That it was going back to the 80s when they didn't think we could handle RPGs and we got dubbed down stuff because that's all it is. It's stupid. <laughs> I, don't I think actually heard that. Go ahead, Greg. I was just going to jump in really quick. I don't think they really think that we're stupid. I think that there are a lot of pretty dumb people out there because this is why we, they ran to this huge Wii versus Wii U name and like you have to actually put the Wii U on the box and like, oh, does the gamepad play with the Wii? Does the Wii U games play on Wii. I mean, people are just can't seem to understand that it, it doesn't go like that. And obviously, it's probably an information thing, or maybe it's just the likeness of the name. So when they chose the name New 3DS, I mean, I don't know what they were expecting. <laughs> I mean, go to the store. I want a New 3DS. Okay, here's here's one. <laughs> Does it say New on the box? Oh, wait. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I did. It's it's dumb. The naming is just dumb. They didn't learn anything from the Wii U at all. Um, but I'd actually heard that it had nothing to do with um, thinking that we're stupid or anything like that, but it had to do more with the fact that they just thought the, the XL had a better um, chance of selling in the U.S. In the U.S. market because they, they looked at the patterns of the original and the XL, and they knew that the XL sold better um, for both that and the DSi as well. And so they, they basically just said, hey, we're going to sort of cut our, you know, save our money and just put our, where we, we really think the market really is on the XL, and that's why they've done it. Um, I don't know if that's smart. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's what I heard, actually, um, that it had nothing to do with thinking that we would get confused or anything because that's just, that's just dumb if that's the case because the name itself is stupid. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I, I think – I think I would understand more if they would say, you know, I think in the U.S. market, they're just going to like the bigger screens. And so that's what we're gonna, only going to release the XL there. Yeah, you know what? That's what I've heard, and it's all hearsay at this point because everyone's getting different different uh, sources and all that. But if, if what you say, Steve, is the actual reason, one thing I think they could do to alleviate, because I know they've gotten some backlash, is to at least let the original or the, the new 3DS non-XL version that sounds really confusing to say, uh, be sold on Nintendo.com and just do like a web sale. And this way the people who are in the U.S. that want it, at least order it as opposed to being told, nope, you're SOL, that's too bad, buy the XL or don't buy anything. Right. 
It'd be nice if they were if they weren't region locked. You could just import it and not have to worry about it. But that's not the case. So yeah, because of region locked, yeah. region locked, you can't even import. <laughs> right. Or you can, can import and they start playing Japanese yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. I mean, they can you know they can sell these cover plates and like you know make some money from those too. So if they're worried about costs and you know I don't know. It still doesn't fully make sense to me. But I, I still don't have a new 3DS XL, an American one yet, because I'm waiting on, like, a blue color or something. So I'm still uh, – this is my new 3DS currently of choice. But we'll wait and see uh, what happens there. Um, if anybody in the chat room actually has a new 3DS XL as well, post some, some comments, let us know what you think, and we'll mention them on the uh, the chat room. Uh, Harman Sohi says Majora's Mask was an amazing game. So let's actually talk about that now. So alongside the new 3DS XL, we got a couple of games that were released, one of which was a remake of Majora's Mask. It was Majora's Mask 3D, and that is out now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so who got it? Barry looks like he's uh, got something right there. Oh, look at that. You're not watching the, the oh, Hangout. You're just listening on talk show. You're missing out. Those are the uh, the release games with it, Majora, Monster Hunter, and Majora's Mask. And I haven't even gotten into them yet. Thank you. Too many good games out at the same time. Yeah, you, don't really hear that that. Fe- you don't really hear that in February. <laughs> That's more of like a November quote. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's it's so weird how, like, it's just, I don't know, just Nintendo is just so weird about the releases. So many things at once. But... Majora's Mask 3D, so uh, Barry got it. Uh, Greg, Steve, did you guys pick it up? I did. I did not. Gotcha. Have you played it, Greg? I have. That's what I'm currently playing through. Um, I not very. I'm not very far through it yet, but I just I beat the first temple again, and I've been doing some of the both with all those mini games and finding heart pieces. I get distracted pretty easily when I'm trying to like complete stuff. There's a lot to the game. There's a lot you can get distracted on. And I've never actually owned, like, the N64 cartridge. Um, I only had, like, the disc for GameCube that had all four of them on it, and that was the only time I had played Majora's Mask. So this is actually my second playthrough, so I barely really remember, like, anything about the game. The nice thing about it is, you know, there's a time limit. It's also a slow game in the sense that you can really take your time and just spend several day cycles just in clock town talking to the different you know townspeople, finding out their schedule, figuring out where to go, if it's been used for heart pieces. And once you get a mask or something, then you get to try it on all the NPCs to see what effects. And it's just there's a lot to the game. So it's easy to get lost in a sense. Yeah, I just did a number of the three day things like I love that new bomber's notebook thing that keeps track of everything. That's like a godsend. Um I didn't remember that the first time around, but it's pretty cool. It shows like the schedules, and then I'd show that I had like to do the three-day challenge for like the Darling game or whatever in the plaza, and then also the Deku Flower challenge thing. I did that on all three days as well at the same time. So I'm just doing some multitasking, doing playing through a lot of mini games. You know what's funny about that? I did that the first cycle when you're stuck to the deck game because I remembered it, but I didn't realize you could push R to look down. So I did it on all three days without doing that trick. Not even a trick, just using the controls right. And because of the three day, I was able to do it. But yeah, if you haven't done it yet, hold R when you're flying. You can look downwards. 
I did that in the <laughs> temple, but it didn't strike me to do it during the game. <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of rupees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how's the the actual, like, 3D and everything in the game? Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. Like, I was looking up at the moon and everything, and, like, it looks so real and everything. It's come down. I think it's really cool. I I really love how the effects are used in games like this, like in Mario 3D Land and um, some of the other ones. Like, you could really see the environment, like, very clearly with the 3D. Yeah, it's, it's... I strained my eyes at points just to keep playing with it on the original Excel. Uh, and I wish I could have played the entire game uh, that way. But it's just, it's definitely worth, if you have a new 3DS Excel, keep it on all the time. If you don't, at least use it to look around the environment. And definitely when doing certain puzzles like that Deku challenge, it'll certainly help with the death. Gotcha. Did, did you guys uh, play the, um, the Ocarina of Time? Uh, 3D. So, so in terms of comparison, because I, I I have that um, just a review on that and everything, but I have not picked up Majora's Mask 3D. Um, do you think they is it is it pretty comparable in terms of the the update, or they do a better job on one or the other, or is is it even can you even compare that or not? I think Majora's Mask has better 3D, uh, and I think it's because they had more time with it. Uh, over a time that were really kind of rushed to get it out the door. I mean, we don't know exactly how long they were working on it, but they still had a deadline. They needed to get it out as early in the 3DS's life cycle as possible. The Jura's Mask they've been working on for a while. I mean, they didn't even reveal it, uh, you know, until very, very late. We're three months away from launch by the time they revealed it. So, you know, they, they I think the 3D personally had more of an impact on the Jura's Mask. It definitely looked better. And I think the graphics overall were smoother, too, like, you can tell they worked with the engine and improved upon it. I mean, I would agree with that because it also with that free-range camera, I mean, the Ocarina of Time 3D, I don't think you even had that, at least not that I can remember. So you are you are getting a lot more use of the 3D because you can have it, like, look up towards, like, the moon. You can look down at the ground. You can just complete the circle around the link to see what's behind you. I mean, it's fantastic. You can really see a lot with the 3D. Um, I don't know how much it compares to the regular version. I don't think it, with the N64 card, I don't think it had anything like that with the free range camera, but it was certainly a wonderful feature that they added to the game to make it more enjoyable. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as, as Steve. I have Ocarina Time 3D, but I don't have a Majora's Mask, so I wasn't sure whether to pick it up or not. I think, honestly, for me, it's just kind of enough time because there's just so much else that's been you know, released and so much else going on, so. Um, but right. uh, but it does look very interesting. I mean, it's yeah. not my favorite Zelda title either, so I just got it just to as a just to have it with the Ocarina of Time. Um, I had a physical copy of that one, so I wanted a physical copy of Majora's Mask. So I thought that would look nice together in my case to have both games together. Oh yeah, you gotta have a link between worlds there too. I have that downloaded. <laughs> oh, not complete. You gotta have the Triforce. Come on. <laughs> um, so the other uh, so the Majora's Mask 3D is out now and somebody did a review on the site for that it looks alright uh, yeah there it is so check out the uh, review on NintendoFuse.com for uh, for Majora's Mask uh, 3D um, and then Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate was another game that released um, I know Barry I saw you you picked it up um, 
but I don't. Uh, I haven't played it yet. And, and the person who did it was Alex, and he's not here. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Did he already post his review as well? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's posted like a review ton of hours into it. Gotcha. Did anyone else uh, pick up the game? I got the demo. And, uh, I played that for I the first time Oh, yeah, I haven't even played it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's all I really got. I mean, I I I was never – so I, I really enjoy the idea of Monster Hunter. Uh, love it. I, I have three and um, – or try, I guess, for Wii, and, and really like it. Um, played it. Played it quite a bit. Um, but it was never a game that I was able to, to really jump in all the way because it just requires so much time uh, to just – like do every little thing and, and be able to get all the the stuff and make your tools and all that other junk. It's just like so much time that you need to devote to it. And I just, I've never had the time to really jump in all the way. So the time, the most times that I've had, the times that I've had the most fun is when I do go online and, and play with a couple of friends and the hunting parties, um, because that's really where I think the game shines. Um, it's really cool when you do that. But I was like always the weak one. Of, of the of the, <laughs> the hunting party because I haven't played that much and so it's like I'm sorry guys I'm so bad I'm, I don't you know I hope I don't like slow you down um, and you know that was pretty much all my experience with three so so jumping into to four ultimate um, at least the demo it, it felt very similar to that it was what I was it was I was you know used to um, you know, nothing really seems you know drastically different um, I guess. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it looks good. It looks really good in 3D. Uh, that's another one I guess you can use the C-Stick with, and so I was kind of moving around the camera, and that really helps in that game. Like, I don't know how you could play Monster Hunter without having uh, some sort of camera control. I know it has it on the touch screen, um, but to be able to have the analog um, camera control in Monster Hunter is a necessity, uh, I think. Um, because I'm always losing my way and I'm always like facing the wrong direction and hitting, you know, air when I'm trying to strike the monster. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think it's, it looks cool. Um, probably won't get, get the whole thing, um, like the full game, unless like a lot of my friends get it and then I'll like end up being suckered into getting it again and like just be the weak one in the party again. <laughs> yeah, I, the game looks very interesting. Um, yeah, what do you think, Greg? Yeah, I was just about to say I didn't get I actually didn't even download the demo yet even though I have the code for it. Um but I did play three ultimate and I imagine it's about the same thing. I mean I had the three D S and Wii U version to review for the site a couple of years back and it like Steve said, it's just a major time commitment that I wasn't able to really meet and then after a while I felt like I wasn't even really playing the game because then you try to jump back in and then you have to kinda of remember what you were doing and where you're going and it's just like a eternal struggle with time to be able to put into the game. <laughs> but I'm also not usually one for a lot the live action, like the make big, huge battles stuff too. Um, I'm usually more of turn-based for like strategy and stuff, but I mean, Legend of Zelda doesn't go quite to the extent of like Monster Hunter. You're not like fighting a boss for like 40 minutes and have to like have major like item <laughs> management for like potions and healing items readily, readily available to use. Right. Yeah, Monster Hunter is always one of those series that, like, always seemed very interesting to me, but I don't know if I could ever fully get into it just because, you know, time, and I would probably be terrible at it and everything. 
Uh, but it's pretty cool that they released this special bundle for the new 3DS XL for Monster Hunter fans. So that's definitely a, a nice option that is that is out there if, if anybody is uh, is interested in the game for sure. Uh, the uh, I want to give a couple more shout outs to people in the chat. Just want to say shout out to Evan Sugar and Ross Sabi. Uh, so thank you guys for for joining us as well. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, another game that actually released was for Wii U. We had Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. And uh, that's one that I actually uh, did get, um, and I played through a little bit of it. Um, and that game looks great in HD. It's definitely got a very cool look to it. And it's your typical Kirby game where the game itself is not too difficult, but if you want to, like, try and, like, get a lot of points and try and be, you know, completionist and that sort of thing, it can be kind of challenging. Um, so that certainly was, was, was pretty neat and, and lots of interesting game mechanics that they, that they kind of used, um, for, for the game. So it's, you know, you draw on the touch screen and you draw your path for Kirby to kind of go along. Um, and, and it's pretty neat and, and it does have, you know, Amiibo support as well in case you wanted to, uh, because some like power boost and that sort of thing. Um, did any of you all, uh, get Kirby and the Rainbow Curse? <coughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have it, I'm playing it now. Uh, I'm playing for review, and uh, I'm not terribly far in it. Uh, There's just so much is going on that I'm trying to just play when I can. Uh, and it, it does start to hurt my hand just having to keep the stylus the whole time. Like, I go through, like, two levels, and my hand's, like, crammed. I'm like, okay, you're break. But, uh, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of Canvas Curse. If you play that, it's fun. It's, uh, it's definitely challenging at some points. I think the, the biggest thing was there's no guidelines for the gold medal that at least I was able to see. Like some levels I would get 600 stars and I would get gold, and other levels I would get 600 stars and get silver. And I kind of wish there was at least a guideline and it was to shoot for. Um, outside of that, uh, I did notice, like, if you go for one of the gold chests in, like, one of the little rooms, the timed rooms, uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about this on, and you fail it, if you were to die you come back at the starting, you know, the start of that section, you could actually try it again. So if you have enough lives and you, you know, don't want to run through the entire stage again, uh, you're going to die. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely, you know. But the one other thing I will say is that it really sucks that you have to look at the gamepad because it's nice in the gamepad, but it's gorgeous on the big screen. And you playing as Kirby, you do not get to experience that, and I think that really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Something we we had, we had talked about in our um, you know kind of when we were maybe in our last last podcast about the upcoming game and that was something I think we we all kind of shared that we're like man it's, it's such a gorgeous game but but we're not gonna be able to see it you know in its in its full you know HD um, claymation glory I guess um, yeah. because we're really staring at you know this this gamepad which is definitely less than HD I've heard it still looks good but not near as good as it would, you know, on your HDTV. It's almost like a shock. Like, by the time you get to the, the end of the level, you've just been staring at that screen, and then you look up, and it's like, whoa. And I did Captain <laughs> Toad, and I did the same thing. I played on the gamepad, and I looked at the gamepad the entire time. And I would look up, and it wasn't, like, that big of a deal, but the claymation just pops in HD, and it, it certainly looks a lot better. Yeah, like, I, uh, I did a... Uh like a gaming video of it and I, it's up on NintendoFeast.com. So I was on the gamepad and I went back to watch it later and I was like, wow, like this, you know, in HD and everything really does look nice. Uh, 
Um, so definitely, uh, definitely worth, uh, you know, playing with other people so some people can enjoy the, the great visuals, I guess, on the system. What you uh, do is you get a group of three other people, you take straws, and you draw, and whoever gets a small draw, straw has to play as Kirby while everyone else gets to play as Waddle D and or Bandit <laughs> and enjoy the HD visuals. There it almost you seems go. like the, the multiplayer that I've seen um, kind of seems like in New Super Mario Brothers when you can draw on the on the gamepad. Because it almost seems like you can sometimes be really helpful, but you could always you could also kind of be incredibly um, you know, if you're not good at drawing uh, the right lines at the right time, then you could, like, really kick people off uh, by, you know, putting them at the wrong spot or something like that. So it kind of reminisced, you know, I thought, I thought of uh, New Smart Brothers when I thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do it to myself oh. without even playing with other people. I, like, draw lines, and I'm, like, missing and falling into enemies on accident. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it takes a little bit of coordination, actually. Um, but uh, um, yeah, definitely an interesting. One thing I had, I, I just thought, I mean, so you guys that have played it can can tell me you know, whether I'm wrong or not. I've not played Canvas Curse, so this is just coming from someone who's not a huge Kirby fan. Um, I've only played a handful of Kirby games um, in my whole life, and have not played Canvas Curse, nor have I played Rainbow Curse. I've only seen videos, and and both of those games, but especially Rainbow Curse, I, I feel like it could have been a different uh, game altogether, like a different, it didn't have to be a Kirby game. Um, I think they just, like, I, I think I would have actually accepted it more if it wasn't a Kirby game. Because in my mind, Kirby is the type of, I mean, I know he didn't do this in the very first game, but eventually he, you know, he's swallowing enemies and t- taking other people's powers and jumping around and it's actually, you know, able to attack and everything, um, and he seems, I know it's a curse, I know he's been, you know, this, this curse has affected him as well, but he's just a little ball that's just rolling around and not able to do anything in this game, except for, you know, what you're able to, you know, able to roll around on the lines that you draw, and occasionally he'll turn into something when the paintbrush does so. Um, but, like, it doesn't really seem like, it seems like Kirby's like a huge, gigantic wimp in this game, and that's what kind of gets at me, and like, I'm not a huge Kirby fan, but if I was, I don't know if I could accept that, because I think Kirby could be, you know, what he has been in his previous games, and if he was, that would actually get me excited. If this is a, a, a typical Kirby game on Wii U that I could actually look at my TV and play a traditional platformer, I would probably have jumped on this, but because it's, you know, the, the, the style of the drawing lines that he pretty much just, you know, going along your lines and everything, didn't really seem like what Kirby should be in my mind. Um, I think they could have uh, made it a new IP and slapped some other thing on there, and it'd been really cool. But I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me, I think. They, um, they've done that, but one thing you have to understand with Kirby is Kirby, like Mario, Mario has the main series, whether you count 2D and 3D separate or not. Uh, and then you've got like the Mario RPG series, the Mario Luigi series, Mario Sports series. There's all these different branches. Kirby's always been that same way. You know, he's got his main platform series. He's got Kirby's Dream Land 1, 2, 3. He's got Superstars. He's got Triple Deluxe. But Kirby has always been an experimental character. I mean, his third game was Kirby's Pinball Land. His fifth game was Kirby's Black Ball. His sixth game was Star Stacker. Um, and just went from there. I mean, Kirby's Mass Attack, well, yes, it's a platformer. It was an experimental platformer. Canvas Curse and Rainbow Curse are both experimental. Even 
Kirby's Epic Yarn, which was supposed to be a completely different franchise with King or Prince Fluff, they said, oh, we can put Kirby in there because he's always been an experimental character like that. And a lot of those experimental games, Black Ball's fantastic, Star Stacker's fantastic, uh, Rainbow Curse and, 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 uh, and uh, Canvas Curse are both fantastic. Mass Effect is, uh, Mass Attack is as well. Like, that's just how he's been. So you have to look at it as two different branches, his platform self and his experimental self. Because if you look through the history, there's tons of games with Kirby where all he is is rolled up into a ball. But he can still do his standard dash. Like even this, if you tap him, he will dash forward. So he can still attack. He's not a wimp. He will, you know, eliminate enemies. He's just slightly better than a wimp. Um, no, and, 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 and like that's why, one of the reasons why I prefaced it with that I'm not a huge Kirby fan. So I don't know the, the history of all those experimental things. Like the majority of the games, all the games that I've played with Kirby in it have all been his traditional platform games. And so I'm thinking, you know, this guy needs to be sucking up enemies and turning it, taking powers and just like giving it to his enemies, not just like rolling around this puny little ball the whole time. This is boring um, for him. Not necessarily boring as a game, but boring for him, it seems like. But, um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't know the entire history of Kirby. Uh, so accept my apologies, all you Kirby fans out there. Honestly, I would give it a shot. I mean, definitely, I know on the virtual console there's some of his more experiments really good. But uh, with Rainbow Curse, or if you don't want to go Rainbow Curse, you know, track down Canvas Curse, give it a shot. It's really a unique game, and it's got a cult following, and there's a reason for it. I mean, yeah, you could slap anybody on their ball man, you know, now with Rainbow Drawing, and it would be the same. But the, the, the charm is that it's set in Kirby's world, and there's unique takes, like Wispy Woods was the classic villain uh, and boss of Kirby's in the original Dreamland. You know, he's in this game, and you have to use different tactics using the, the rainbow brush to defeat him. And that's where the experimental, it's not just experimental on Kirby, it's experimental on his entire world, and everything is affected by it. So it's really cool to see how that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of a kind of, you know, agree with, with what Greg was saying there. It's sort of the gameplay may kind of differ from game to game, but it's the the charm of Kirby that, that kind of stays through, you know, all throughout. Like Kirby's epic yarn was, was so different, but it was so adorable and charming. And this game is kind of a, a different art style and different play style, but it also has that, that Kirby feel to it somehow. Um, so it's definitely kind of a, kind of interesting. Um, and, and if the game sounds interesting to anyone, um, we want to make an announcement as well. Say that uh, sometime soon, hopefully in the next few days, on our Facebook page, we will be um, giving a digital code for Wii U. So if you are not, if you have not liked this on Facebook, Facebook, type in Nintendo Fuse, and we're going to have that contest pretty soon. Um, apparently, my audio is is cutting out. Um, let's see. Can you guys? You're, you're cutting out. I think you're back. I think you're a little better now. Um, I can go ahead and uh, just for the sake of like making sure everybody heard it, we're giving away a canvas or uh, a rainbow curse. And um, so all you can do is, is like our Facebook page. Um, we'll be posting a whole lot more information. Um, Mike, our social media manager, is going to be kind of posting out some information about that soon. And so you guys can make sure you know all about our 
our uh, contest here to give away a copy of Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Um, and it's going to be available on our Facebook page. So if you haven't liked our Facebook page, go do it now. Nintendo Fuse, Facebook.com slash Nintendo Fuse, go do it. Cool. Yeah, definitely go go check that out. Um, sorry, guys, I've been trying to play around with the new, I got a new Yeti microphone. I was excited to use it for the, the podcast and everything. I switched back to my phone for the, the audio here, so hopefully that's going to be a better, uh, no more cutting in and out or anything. Um, so, yeah, Facebook page uh, for that giveaway, so stay tuned for, for that. Um, so this, that brings us then to our last topic for the day, um, and that is, uh, Amiibo. So Amiibo is basically the uh, um, the little figures that you can get, and and you can use them in many different games. And uh, yeah, I mean they're 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 super hard to find. Some of them, it's crazy how collectible some of them are. Um, <laughs> Steve has got some right there. So what? How how is it going with your Amiibo collections, guys? Um. I have some. Here's uh, there's four of them. These are uh, and then I got I got some more. Hold on, I got uh, Mario, and then we've got oh where is he? There's, there's Pikachu. So I got Mario, Pikachu, uh, Fox, Link, and as you saw, Luigi and Yoshi. Um, and then just the other day, I got these in the mail from actually from uh, from Barry. Sent them over. So I have now Sonic and Mega Man. I haven't opened them yet, but uh, those are thanks to Barry. You're awesome. Freaking those up or getting those shipped to you for for me. Um, actually for yourself and then giving them to me. Um, I have Rosalina, and I have Sheik. And I have currently I have uh, Bowser, but I think I'm gonna end up taking it back um, just because I wasn't. I just I grabbed him because I thought maybe he might be um, harder to find, and then I realized he's not hard to find at all. So uh, I do have the Amiibo uh, Super Mario series of Bowser already ordered, and I'm gonna try to collect all that series. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and take back Bowser because I don't really need him or want him from the Smash Brothers series, so, so yeah, in the end, I'll have, you know, like, maybe, I don't know, a quarter of the Smash Brothers uh, series, maybe not even that, um, because I just decided I'm only going to grab the ones that, that I really want to have, and then I'm going to try to collect all the Super Mario series, so that's my little collection. Nice. Uh, what about you, Craig? Um, I'm currently up to 16, I think, of the 28 or so really Smash Brother one. Um, I don't have them with me, but I did, I did bring up a picture on my uh, iPad that I posted on Twitter earlier. So got pretty much all the ones I have, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Zelda, Bowser, Captain Falcon, Mark, Mega Man, Ike, Samus, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Yoshi, Pikachu. I think that was about all of them, I think. Um, yeah, thanks to also Barry, he got me Ike, so I got that one a few days ago. My Mega Man came in today. I was really happy about that. I had pre-ordered Mega Man back in December, and it's just, <laughs> I've been seeing everybody <laughs> opening up theirs and getting it, and I'm like, come on, GameStop, where's mine? 
And they're like, oh, <laughs> it'll be on the 13th. Okay, sweet. Oh, no, sorry, the 20th. Oh, darn, the 25th. Oh, come on. But, no, it actually came in two days earlier than they last said. So just happy I finally got him. And cool. I have Shulk pre-ordered for when he's re-released in May. And then I also have Yoshi from the Mario series also reserved just because I don't want to have to reach my Yoshi Amiibo data from Smash Brothers. These two, um, actually, I was going to ask you to try out not that it really matters to my local target. Um, that's actually where I found both of these. This uh, Rosalina, actually, um, I was I was walking in one day and I heard that she was supposed to be out, and so I was like, went in there and was like, looking around, nothing. I was like, okay, I guess I missed it or whatever. Uh, then as I was like getting ready to to walk out of the the video game section, a guy's like, oh, what are you, what are you looking for? I'm like, uh, just kind of browsing. She's like, he's like, you want Rosalina? I'm like, uh, sure. He's like, I got a box over here of them. And so he gave me one of them. Um, so that was cool. And then just the other day, I was just happened to be just walking through the same target, and there's one cheek on the on the shelf that no one had grabbed. So I went and grabbed it. So um, kind of locked myself into to both of those. Um, so that was kind of cool. Nice. And when I went to one yeah, real quick, when I went to go get my Mega Man, I did see a Sheik and a Toon Link on the shelf, so I was very impressed. <laughs> I didn't get hmm. either of those because those weren't ones that I'm eager to collect. I don't need them all, and so I'm not really going after every single one that I find. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back and forth whether I want to actually keep Sheik or not because I wasn't didn't really want um, her. Uh, spoiler alert for those that didn't know it was Sheik. <laughs> Um, but, uh, <laughs> who doesn't know that now? Um, but, uh, I might try to resell it online, um, just to actually afford the others. I'm not looking to get like a ton of money out of it, but I'm just like, you know, if I'm going to be able to sell it online like other people and just match the same price that people are expecting to pay, then maybe I could afford two more. Um, so I might do that. I'm not sure if I'm going to hold on to it or not yet. Gotcha. Yeah, Sheik's pretty pretty rare, I think. So, you know, if anything, you could easily, you know, get back the, the money or whatever if, if you wanted to sell it or something. Um, Barry, what about you? Like you, Hassan, I am, you know, trying to beat you to everyone. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we completed our collection of Wave 1, 2, and 3 at the exact same time, thanks to Midnight coming out the 20th. Uh, I don't have them all <laughs> here in front of me because that's just too many to carry. Um, I do have all of the Super Mario series pre-ordered uh, twice, uh, and that's how I do mine. I pre-order from two different retailers, one available just in case one screws up, because I was part of the big Toys R Us fiasco in Wave 3 where they canceled all my pre-orders. Uh, so I was almost shit out of luck, and that's how I wound up with Extra. And uh, you guys are welcome. I'm glad I was able to get you guys the ones you want, because uh, I know they are hard to find. Uh, no... Uh, no word yet on the gold Mario, uh, Super Mario, but I do have that pre-ordered at Walmart, and uh, hoping that's how we get it. And uh, Wave 4 of Smash Brothers is still not available for pre-order, and from what I heard, it may not go up for pre-order. Uh, so I do have some connections to GameStop that are hopefully, cross some fingers, going to hold me one, uh, one of every one. But uh, I guess time will tell. <laughs> Yeah, it's very uh, very interesting to see the um yeah like Barry said so I have all of you know wave one through three of Smash Brothers, um and each one got increasingly more difficult to collect and what I had done is I pre-ordered them all on Amazon, 
Now, Amazon has so far, at least for me, been pretty good about, like, not canceling my orders. It, their only thing is sometimes they release the items a bit later. So what I do is, like, if I find them in stores, I'll buy it and then cancel my Amazon pre-order or something. Like, when I went to get Rosalina, I also picked up Link, so then I canceled that one and, and et cetera. Um, so that's kind of the way that I've, I've sort of been, been going about it. And then, of course, all the retailer exclusives as well. So I had those pre-ordered at each individual place. Um, the the Wave Force match with those things, I thought I read the other day that on the Japanese Amazon or someplace, they were up for pre-order. So I'm wondering if, like, they'll start to pop up soon. Or, or I'm thinking maybe ask, like, closer to, because we have the Super Mario series, of Amiibo, and then maybe they'll release, like, Wave 4 of Smash Brothers or something, so maybe they'll, like, try and uh, push that back or, or something like that. I don't know. But um, I have the Super Mario series pre-order on Amazon, except for Mario, because I'm waiting to see what's going on with that, I guess. Yeah. yeah I went ahead and, and uh, like, they'll Wave 4 of Smash Brothers after the Mario Party one. They want to keep it as is. But I think the biggest problem with Wave 3, and the same thing happened with Wave 2, is that Wave 2, like, the release dates were all over the place. Wave 3 was like that as well, except it seemed to be retailer-specific. Like, I was able to get from Amazon, like, Mega Man, Sonic, Sheik, Toon Link, Bike, King DDD, all well before, like, over a week before Toys R Us, and like over like two weeks before GameStop got them, like this, it's so weird. Like each retailer has a different release date, and I I don't know if it has to do with that West Coast court strike, which I heard is now done with. Uh, if it does, then I hope no more confusion with this. And uh, if it doesn't, Nintendo needs to learn one release date for every retailer, so we know where to go and when. <laughs> Yeah, I went ahead and I, I, I've never been had a little bit find them on Amazon at all. Like anytime I'm looking, it's always the the people that are reselling them and everything. Every time I look on there, it's like not available, and I put my my email address in there to like have them tell me when it's available. And I hear other people say, "Oh, it's available again," but they've never told me. And when I go there, it's not available. So I've just pretty much like all but gave up on Amazon. I'm still checking on occasion, but for the Super Mario series, I ordered I pre-ordered them all through through Walmart. And um, they were all available. I went ahead and did all of them except for Mario because um, I was kind of holding out. And then when they when I heard the stuff about the gold one, I think the same as Barry and I, we both like okay, we went ahead and pre-order the whole game with the Mario one um, just in case they might say, hey, since you pre-ordered the whole thing, we're gonna throw in the gold one there for you too. So, uh, so I'm kind of just holding out on that. Um, like I said, I mean it's gonna deliver. I think what at the end of March. Um, so if something else, like you guys, if something else pops up uh, before then, maybe I'll go ahead and actually just, just cancel that pre-order. Um, but it's kind of like my my, my standby, I guess. Um, and I know I definitely have them guaranteed uh, through those. Yeah, Amazon's weird with that whole notifying me when available thing because I put my email address in there. I did that for Mario Party 10 and Amiibo because that was initially sold out. And I did that with several other Amiibos. And I never got emails. The only time they ever emailed me was actually uh, with uh, uh, Destiny Limited Edition and Witcher 3 Limited Edition. They actually need to email me on. But anything Nintendo, they're like, ah, nah, we're not going to bother. <laughs> right. Well, you know the whole Amiibo situation is crazy when, like, Nintendo of Australia is importing Amiibo from other regions to sell there. Like, 
Like, you know, that's crazy when they have to sell other region Amiibos, you know, at a store. Um, it's just, it's, it's a mess. So hopefully Nintendo kind of straightens that out. We'll see. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. But the other thing that I wanted to also mention, um, kind of a, a news story that we sort of uh, broke on Nintendo Fuse, the Toys R Us is supposedly going to be selling on ToysRUs.com these custom-painted Amiibo by this, this artist named Evilos. And so he's done a whole bunch of, you know, custom ones like a Cosmic Mario and, and, and all sorts of things. Um, and he's going to be selling those through ToysRUs.com. So at least their negotiations are in place. So we'll have to kind of await to see what comes of it and, and you know, release date, prices, all that stuff. But it's kind of like it seems almost unprecedented to me that like there somebody's going to be selling their custom work through like a retailer like that. Like, I mean, it seems like it has to be like accepted by Nintendo. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, they talked about the, at their press or not the press thing, but the, uh, the um, stockholders meetings and stuff like that, how they're going to allow their, you know, their IP to be used by other people and, and stuff. And I don't, I, I didn't think this was going to be the case at all. I thought they were just meant they were going to get, you know, new TV shows and, and uh, getting, you know, more plush characters and, you know, figurines and stuff like that out there. I had no idea that, like, they would even allow this. And, and I think we, we've talked, in, you know, in private before about how, like, I don't even know how it's possible um, that this is happening. It's kind of cool um, because I think some of their work is really cool looking and it's and they're, they're nice, but I don't know how this is really working. Yeah, you would think that Nintendo needs to get a cut because they're profiting off of another company's IP. And not just an IP, but a manufactured product. So you would think that there has to be either some cut with Nintendo, or if not, Toys R Us is going to go ahead and do this. Nintendo's going to find out. They're going to get a cease and desist. They're going to be like one Toys R Us in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere that's going to release these things, and they're going to see them on eBay for like $5 million because there's going to be like three of them out there. Yeah, I don't know how what's going to happen there. Um, totally off topic, but um, Steve mentioned the word TV show, and that completely reminded me of the live-action Legend of Zelda Netflix series. I don't think we ever discussed that on the podcast. We have not <laughs> talked about it here. Oh. I don't think we've had a podcast since then. So I, was that? I was so shocked about that. I was not expecting that. Um, I, yeah. I, what What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's probably going to get me to sign up for Netflix again. Um, they keep putting out their shows <laughs> like when they did the, the rest of Development fourth season. Got me to sign up for Netflix again. Um, watched it, you know, and then canceled my subscription. And then I'll probably sign up for it again because. I'm a sucker for Zelda, so um, they could probably put it, probably put anything on their Nintendo, and I would sign up for it again. Uh, so um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I think it's interesting. Um, I think especially because I mean people have been asking for something live action Zelda for a long time, um, a movie or, or something like that. Um, I think it's I think it's cool. I think uh, you know this type of uh, of a show could be really fun. Um, you know, I mean, you get, like, Game of Thrones is obviously huge. So I, in my mind, I kind of see this as a Game of Thrones, but more family-friendly. Um, and so that could be a pretty cool uh, thing, I guess, for, for Nintendo to, to really grab a hold of that kind of audience that, 
that don't watch Game of Thrones um, or any of those other type of shows like that because this could be, you know, um, something that families to watch together. Um, and I think the, the scariest thing is the fact that they're going to have to give Link a voice, right? I mean, he can't be the silent protagonist in a TV show, can he? Yeah, I, I, I'm, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it for sure, just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fresh, like, new kind of a thing in a way for Nintendo, like a live-action Zelda series on Netflix. Like, it's just the, the way that they're going to have to approach that going to be, you know, different than, than what they've had to do before. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, but I have no idea what they're going to do with it. It's very, very interesting to see. Yeah, I'm, as, as a Zelda fan I am, I am ecstatic about it because it's about time. Nintendo, you know, as a child of the 80s, Nintendo was all over whoring themselves out everywhere. I mean, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, the Zelda Show, Captain N, Mario World, you know, and then the Nintendo serial system, and Nintendo here, Nintendo there. And then the Super Mario Bros. movie came out, and that all went to shit. And I love the movie. I think it's a cult classic. It's so bad, it's good kind of way. And ever since then, the only thing we've gotten since then is, I believe, the Donkey Kong Country uh, CGI show came after, which was from Canada, which is actually available at a pre-order right now on Amazon on DVD, believe it or not. Uh, and Kirby right back at you. Uh, outside of that, we've gotten nothing. There was supposed to be a Metroid movie, uh, and, and I think Quentin Tarantino had it, or El Toro had it, or somebody had it, and and that fell through. And, like, Nintendo needs to be more relevant with that. They need to get their properties out there. Uh, they stated in one of the later investor meetings that they were going to do that. Uh, I hope this is a sign. I hope more will go out, and I kind of hope that he's, I definitely hope he's not silent, but I kind of hope they throw in at least one, excuse me, princess in the first season. <laughs> just just a nod. The half day, yeah. just one. If this happens once, I'll be okay with it. It happens all the time. No. You were reading really uh, my mind, Terry. I was hoping that they would use that. <laughs> yeah, you go. You got it. <laughs> It's it's interesting because I thought I thought maybe um, we would see something further with these the pigment shorts. I thought maybe they would turn into something longer. I, I I figured that would happen before an actual live action Zelda. Like that was that was the furthest probably one of the furthest things that I thought would ever happen, um, especially in the near future. And I mean we still have hardly any details on it whatsoever. Um, so I, I mean it might be coming out like you know five years from now. We don't really know. Um, they might just be in the very, very, very early talks about it, or they could be, you know, you know, already in pre-production. I, I don't really know, um, but it's interesting because it is the furthest thing that I thought would happen. Well, I don't think Nintendo's commented on it yet, so it could actually still technically be speculation, rumor, and that could have just been an article with some, you know, information under the, you know, whispered to them that they decided to throw out there, and the internet took it by storm. And it's kind of weird that Nintendo has not commented about it because it did go up by storm. So they kind of got to announce something without actually having to announce it and see the world's reaction to it by kind of testing the water where they're at a place where they go, oh, if it's a bad decision, we never, you know, we didn't do it. If it's a good decision, oh, yeah, that was our genius completely, all us, you know. And they haven't said a thing yet, which is just weird. Well, you know how Nintendo's like, 
you know, decided to pick up this whole thing with uh, partnering with a lot of these uh, YouTubers nowadays. So I'm like, I wonder if they're actually going to go to some of those people that have made their own like little trailer things and say, okay, we want you to be kind of insight on this project. That would be really cool because I think some of those are excellent. Some are really bad, um, but a couple of them are <laughs> really, you know, top quality, and that would be really cool. Um, it would be a really cool nod to them. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it just, you know, it just crossed my mind since I know that Nintendo has this thing with a bunch of YouTubers nowadays. Well, they did shut down the Hero of Hyrule movie right after it was launched, so. Hmm. Maybe because yeah, they were saving it because they knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Mm, conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was reported by Wall Street Journal, and they're pretty, I guess, reliable and stuff. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see whenever Nintendo decides to officially sort of uh, say anything, I guess. Um, but uh, anyways, that was a really big side tangent there. Um, Amiibo, uh, so so anything else you guys kind of wanted to, to add to the, the whole Amiibo craze? I mean, I know it's been, been the, the biggest thing lately is just, Tracking them down has been so difficult. Um, as far as like upcoming games, anything else that your 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 thoughts like on on Amiibo? Any fun? I think they definitely um, need to up the production and up and give like actual release dates. I think that would help calm some of the craze down a bit, and it would also wouldn't give the power to the scalpers for making these limited edition Amiibos that only have there's only a hundred of them made. At least it only seems like there's only that many because it seems like as soon as they're in stock that they're out of stock. But I mean, I follow like the Amiibo tracker thing, and you see like it. Oh, it says oh Sheik's in stock, and then like six minutes later, Sheik is out of stock. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like there's obviously demand for it, and I don't know why the production numbers are so low. And I don't like this whole non-discrete release date because then you don't know when to go to the store and when to expect them to even come out. So I hope going forward that they'll have the more concrete information. Well, see, and, the, thing and, about, the thing about that is that's not an actual Nintendo problem. That's Nintendo of America. And uh, this, this stems back to an article I wrote on Nintendo Fuse about Nintendo of America because all these Amiibos like Shulk and, and Rosalina and Lucario, they're all readily available in Japan. They're all readily available in Europe. Nintendo of America is the only region. Um, they did this with the limited editions and the collector's editions of their games. And it's just, I don't understand how you can run a company, have a product that is so in demand that you're selling out mere minutes every time it goes up and not be producing this like crazy. Like, you know, there's that old gif of, you know, uh, Awada holding up the DS, and it's like, it prints money, it prints money. Amiibos are freaking printing money, and they're not printing Amiibos. I mean, it just, it baffles me. If I had a product that I make by 50 cents an Amiibo, because let's be honest, they make them really cheap in China, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm selling them for 13, 14 bucks a piece, and they can't stand on the shelves, that's such a huge, I'd just be producing, I'd spend all day just making them. And they're not, and that that's what boggles my mind. How could you not be making these these amiibos? Clearly, there's a demand, and I don't think people are going to be satisfied with the cards because they want the figure. Right. Yeah. So, is it just the fact? That, I mean, for because I know not not everybody uh, wants the amiibo to to actually just like get their collection and everything. So, why aren't people if they're readily available in other countries? Why aren't we just importing them? Because they're because they're not 
region specific, are they? No. No. no the thing is, the, the amiibo can be used in any region. Like I have my amiibo using my English Wii U game for Smash Brothers and my Japanese 3DS Smash Brothers. But the a lot of collectors leave them in the packaging, and the packaging like it has like the English name and that sort of thing. So they want like consistency because um, otherwise you import Bowser and you have like Koopa, you know, or like or the Japanese words. I think a lot of like collectors want to have like the consistent uh, packaging as well. That's exactly really it. just the the collectors then, because like people like yeah. me that just I don't really care. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know unbox them anyhow. That I I probably if I wanted you know if you know I didn't run across Ros- Rosalina, I probably could have imported her and been totally fine. And yeah, probably got it would her, be like, the exact same cheaper thing. than if I bought it online for like ninety bucks. It would so. be the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but you're also you'll also be playing like import fees and other. They other taxes too. So I mean, is that I mean, it, it, unless you go through? I mean, unless you go through one of those those online stores that that kind of make that easier on you. Yeah, there's some there's some amiibo you'd be surprised it'd be cheaper to import than it would be to pay the current going prices for some of them because some of them are even on uh, like Amazon with like Prime shipping and stuff too. And I mean, it's like you know twenty. $25 or something for an Amiibo, but like right. for some of them that are pretty hard to find, I mean, they can be more expensive than that on eBay. So, um, right. Yeah. It's, it's so, yeah. Great. And, and again, like I said, that's why it's a Nintendo of America thing. It's not Nintendo of Japan or Nintendo of Europe. Once again, Nintendo of America is just taking a piss on all of us and, and we're trying to throw money instead of like running away and saying, ew, that's disgusting. We're just standing there getting pissed on, throwing more money. Like, give us more of your product, you know. Please, let us be one of the few that get it. Yeah. Um, and by the end of this whole thing with Smash Brothers, like, anybody that's collected them all, like, huge props to you. Uh, I'm going to try and do it, but we'll see, you know, how the rest of it goes, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, let us know if you guys, uh, if there's any Amiibo uh, if you're listening, you know, post a comment or something. Let us know if there's any Amiibo that you've been, you know, wanting to get and having trouble finding or, or anything like that. Um, and share your, your Amiibo collection pictures on our Facebook page um, and to our, you know, Twitter as well. We would love to see them and and, uh, and to our Instagram. I guess all of our social media accounts uh, will kind of, you know, share them around and, and be really cool to, to see what everybody has. Um so I think with that being said, it's uh, kind of time to wrap things up. Anything else you guys kind of want to add on new 3DS or Amiibo or anything else? I've actually got two things uh, really quick, and weird, oddly enough, they kind of connect. Um, so <laughs> uh, mentioned in the chat room, I know a couple of people were asking about the GameCube adapters. Um, they were available at GameStop, again, um, briefly, and uh, I just, like happened to be watching Twitter when other people were saying, hey, they're available again, and I, I actually pre-ordered one. So I finally have one uh, on GameStop from pre-order, and it's supposed to be here, I think, at the end of May. Um, but if I happen to find one at PAX East, there's my transition to connect them together, um, <laughs> then I'm going to go ahead and cancel uh, my pre-order. Um, so in terms of PAX East, uh, Nick and I would both be going to PAX East this year uh, to cover it uh, for Nintendo Fuse, and you can check out um, all of our stuff just on the site on NintendoFuse.com. Um, we'll also be posting a lot of our um, kind of up-to-the-minute sort of stuff on Twitter and everything, but we'll be posting impressions, 
um, photos, videos, of what we're checking out. Nintendo is supposed to be there this year, um, so they kind of go like every other year. Um, they're going to bring in stuff like Splatoon, which I'm really excited about, um, and some other games as well. So uh, we'll have hands-on impressions of those posted to the site um, and a bunch of indie type uh, indie titles. They're going to be there as well. So um, we'll be kind of covering the entire event. So check out NintendoFuse.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and we'll be uh, kind of covering PAX East in um, just almost just just under two weeks away. Cool. Sounds good. I'm definitely excited to see or hear more uh, about uh, Splatoon and, and the other games for sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah, check out NintendoFuse.com for all the latest. Uh, I know at least we were talking about Amiibo. I have my unboxing of, of all the recent Amiibo on there as well. Um, probably be doing more gameplay footage of Kirby and the Rainbow Curse soon also. So I'll probably try out the Meta Knight, King DDD, Amiibo, and those and see how those are. So if there's anything else you guys want to see, let us know, and we'd be happy to, to try and uh, get that for you. So thank you all so much for, for listening and watching, and we will see you next time. See you guys later. Have a good one. See ya.